This morning's reading is taken from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So good morning, everyone, and it's great to see those of you who are here in the sanctuary this morning. It's nice and warm and uh, sunny outside as well. So a great welcome to all of you who are here in the building and a great welcome to all of you who are here online this morning, and I trust that uh, in the various locations, wherever you are, you're able to really enter into this service. What a great start. Thank you to all those who've taken part already and uh, contributed into our worship. I hope you're keeping an eye on the news sheet because there's a lot of important information there. I'll just mention before I speak this morning uh, the uh, course that Amanda is uh, organizing that's available on Thursday evening. Do book in for that. We heard about it last week. And uh, really excited that Kairos is open again. I hope some of you have been able to enjoy that over the last few days. We came down as uh, our first visit on Friday, a sense of occasion, first time back in Kairos, uh, which was absolutely wonderful and uh, really appreciating that uh, facility. And other things are opening up, other activities during the coming weeks. So we're gradually finding that the building is receiving more use and and more people are coming for the different things that we're able to do. So that's really great. 
Now, our theme this morning, Jesus invites you to find true treasure. I'm sure that many of you will have dipped into the Antiques Roadshow over the years. It's not a program that we watch regularly at home, but it's fascinating to see what people can dig out of their attics or archives and allow experts to estimate their value. And every so often, there are some great treasures which are brought onto the program. So there were, for example, the three first edition Beatrix Potter books signed by the author herself that were valued at £25,000. An original prop from the first Star Wars movie, a helmet that was valued at between forty and £50,000. A handwritten notebook of, from the 17th century, someone who was making notes on Shakespeare's plays not long after they'd been published, valued at £30,000. And a guitar, formerly owned by both John Lennon and George Harrison, valued at an amazing £300,000 to £400,000. Some amazing treasures. And this morning we're looking at treasure and the invitation of Jesus to find true treasure. And the key verses for our, from our reading are Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21. And these refer to two different kinds of treasure, treasures on earth and treasures in heaven. And then to the crunch statement, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Jesus is inviting us to find true treasure this morning. Now, Martin already helped us to understand these words in that fantastic all-age talk this morning, and I hope that what I say now just takes us a little bit further with this. What are the treasures on earth that we should avoid storing up for ourselves? Well, the passage doesn't actually tell us, but there's a clear suggestion that it's to do with the gathering of material wealth and possessions and hoarding them for ourselves. It's not to do with the things that we own, which are a relevant part of our lives, having somewhere to live, appropriate finances, the capacity to enjoy the good things that God has given to us. That is all entirely right and sensible in our life in society today. And we should be truly thankful for those things and praise God for them. But there is a real danger of storing up for ourselves what we don't really need and what should be released for the kingdom of God and the blessing of others. And this verse is about the danger of seeing our worth in the amount that we own and allowing our hearts to focus on material issues. It's about the danger of storing up what should be put to use, about holding for ourselves what should be shared with others. And of course, the dangers of treasures on earth is that they can be damaged or stolen. Nothing was safe in the time of Jesus. There were no padlocks and keys, no safe boxes, no rust-proof paints, no mouse traps, no burglar alarms. In our modern society, maybe we think that we can keep our possessions safe. And indeed, there's a lot that we can do to protect what we have. But there's still the risk that the unexpected might happen. And the very things that we have set our heart on can be removed from us. And ultimately, none of those things have any place in our eternal life in heaven. And so we're told in these words not to store up for ourselves that kind of treasure. So what then is the treasure that Jesus invites us to find? 
And again, tantalizingly, the text does not actually say, but the answer is not far away. It's written through the whole of the Bible. Treasure in heaven must be about those things which are of lasting value, which have impact on the kingdom of God, which make a difference in our lives and the lives of other people. It's not to do with collecting brownie points and accumulating a list of good deeds, but it's to do with developing character and faith so that we become better people. It is to do with those things that cannot be taken from us, which will not deteriorate over time because they're unused. And I suggest that the treasure which Jesus is speaking of here is developing a Christ-like character. It is growing in faith. It is becoming a Jesus-shaped person. And again, Martin gave us a real idea of what that might look like for us today. He spoke about reading our Bibles, praying, loving other people, serving those around, which are all ways of finding the true treasure, which is Jesus himself. There's an interesting passage in the Old Testament in the book of Job, chapter 22, verses 23 to 26. It's particularly relevant here. It says this, If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness far from your tent and assign your nuggets to the dust and the gold of Ophir to the rocks in the ravines, then the Lord Almighty will be your gold, the choicest silver for you, and you will find delight in the Almighty and lift your face to God. I don't believe that means in any way that we should throw away our possessions. But it does suggest that if we lay down some of the unhealthy attitudes that we might have and the ambition to accumulate more and more, then we will discover that the Almighty will be our goal and our choicest silver. And I think that embracing a Jesus-shaped life amounts to discovering the greatest treasure of all time. It's what Jesus himself taught in the story of the person who was searching for treasure in the field and the merchant who was searching for fine pearls. And when they found that which is of greatest value, they sold everything else in order to secure that. Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. At the end of 1 Corinthians 13, Paul refers to those things which remain when all else is removed. He mentions faith, hope, and love. Here are the real treasures of life. Here is what cannot be destroyed or lost. Faith is reaching out beyond what is visible to the natural eye. To see the risen Christ who died for you, who's longing to forgive you, to cleanse you, to restore you to wholeness and to the fullness of life. Hope is holding on to the promises of God. However hopeless a situation might seem, it's knowing that God is sovereign, that he is Lord, that one day Jesus will return in great power and in glory, and every knee will bow before him. And love is knowing how we treat one another, following the pattern of Jesus himself, seeing other people as God sees them, bringing that Christ-like attitude 
into all our relationships, our conversations, our tasks and our days. Faith, hope and love are treasures that cannot be taken away. And Jesus invites us to find the fullness of life in him. Again, the Apostle Paul, this time in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life. So what is it which really matters to you today? Where is your treasure right now? There is something very radical here. Do not store up treasures on earth. That's a tough message because actually we're all doing it. We've not yet fully learned the lesson to sit lightly on what we have and to give generously to those who need to be helped and to really believe that true treasure comes from God. Instead, store up treasures in heaven. Focus on Jesus. Soak up the riches of the word of God. And let your life be guided by the Holy Spirit of God. And make your absolute priority those things concerning the kingdom of God. Now I find myself quite deeply challenged as I prepared for this, this week. I was challenged to think differently in our own life and circumstances. About how the future might look for us as a family. And I say that because sometimes it's easy for messages like this just to kind of pass over our heads and allow them to speak to someone else and not to you. But actually I found this really challenging this week. And I trust that there will be something here that speaks to you. Where is our true treasure? Where is that wealth? My wealth is in the cross, in the life of Jesus, in his death and in his glorious resurrection. And that's a kind of clue as to the song that we're going to come into now. It's great to have Dave and Lucy and Margaret leading our worship today. And uh, that great song, Crowns, which has that phrase, my wealth is in the cross. Let's allow this to be a song whereby we can reflect on what I've been saying, we can respond to it in our hearts and minds, and then we'll move on into communion. <laughs>